welcome to the Cuban Connection. In this episode, we'll be discussing the process of how to do business in Cuba. Support for this program comes from the Digital Broadcasting Network, presenting podcasts and web series from everyday people who have an extraordinary passion to make the world a better place. Welcome to the next generation of broadcasting. So, how do you actually do business in Cuba? The first thing I often share with people uh, is that you should do your research. Uh, it's amazing the amount of people who think they can just get up and go, go to Cuba and set up shop. Uh, that's not the way it works in Cuba. Uh, one company that has been very successful in Cuba is Airbnb. Uh, Airbnb has thousands of rooms available for not only Americans, but people from all around the world to be able to go to Cuba and stay at someone's home. Uh, in Cuba, they're referred to as casas particular. Uh, uh, someone recently asked me, well, would it be feasible for me to uh, set up an Uber-like uh, program in Cuba? Uh, I think it's a fantastic idea, uh, but uh, that's simply not feasible, at least not at this point, because the infrastructure for an Uber-like uh, platform in Cuba is not in place because uh, if you are an American and you go to Cuba, uh, you're not going to have free and easily accessible access to Wi-Fi. Uh, and without having uh, free-flowing Wi-Fi in Cuba, uh, the Uber model simply will not work in Cuba. So the first step is to do your research. Um, one of the ways you can go about doing research is by actually going to the island and either visiting with the Cuban Chamber of Commerce, going to a conference, or going to the FIHA. FIHA is the uh, uh, Havana International Trade Festival. Uh, they, have, they have it every year in the fall, starting from late October to early November. Uh, they have about 70 different uh, countries that participate with about a thousand companies from those uh, 70 countries uh, participating in the, in the FIHAB. So those are three good ways to figure out um, the most important question. Does the Cuban government have an interest in your product or service? So whether or not you have an Uber-like uh, product, if you want to sell um, water, if you want to sell computer equipment, or if you want to import uh, Cuban products, the first step is to Go to Cuba, find out whether or not they're interested in your product or service, uh, and then determine whether or not that is, this is something you want to continue doing. Um, I think it's important to note that the Cuban government is seeking foreign direct investment in a variety of industries, from mining, transportation, hospitality, biotechnology, uh, a wide range, we're talking about $9 billion of foreign direct investment uh, that breaks down to about 300 different uh, projects that they have in place uh, where they're trying to obtain uh, foreign direct investment. I think it's also important uh, for uh, particularly American companies that are interested in doing business in Cuba to think about uh, how they can include a social component to their uh, business uh, proposal uh, because you're dealing with a socialist government. Uh, in Cuba, everything is not simply about uh, making a profit. Uh, 
their model is uh, different from the United States. In the United States, we live in a capitalistic society. Uh, in Cuba, it's, uh, it's a, a, so, a socialist society. So uh, think about ways, if your product or service does not currently include a social component, how you can uh, include a social component, because I think that would really put you in a better position to ingratiate yourself with the Cuban government and figure out way uh, and, and really put yourself in a better position to actually enter the market. Um, so uh, let's say you have a product or service that you want to uh, present to the Cuban government. Let's also assume that you learn that they are interested in your product or service. The next step is to visit with the appropriate uh, agency or ministries, as they refer, referenced in Cuba, uh, and to, to, to have a more in-depth discussion. Uh, but you just can't pick up, go to Cuba and go to, uh, for example, the uh, Ministry of Agriculture. Let's say you want to sell some um, agricultural products or export agricultural products. Uh, the proper process is to request a meeting by sending a letter to the Cuban embassy in Washington, D.C. Here's what happens behind the scenes. The Cuban embassy uh, will evaluate your proposal. Uh, they will then interface with the Cuban Chamber of Commerce. Uh, they will interface with other agencies within the Cuban government. Uh, for example, it may be the uh, Ministry of International Relations or other uh, agencies to, to uh, vet the company and uh, the principles of the company to see if uh, there are no issues uh, with the company uh, or the principles. Again, to further vet whether or not this is a product or service that uh, the Cuban government is interested in. Uh, so uh, when you interface with the Cuban chamber, I'm sorry, the Cuban embassy in Washington, D.C., they're really the, uh, a primary step in uh, getting into uh, the Cuban government. Uh, so let's say you go to the Cuban embassy in Washington, D.C., uh, and they give you the green light. Uh, typically what happens before you get the green light is uh, you would probably go to the Cuban embassy in Washington, D.C., meet with them, share with them uh, your proposal, uh, submit to them a comprehensive uh, proposal in writing that they can then forward to the appropriate ministries in Cuba. Uh, so let's say again that the Cuban embassy in Washington DC uh, gives you the green light to meet with the appropriate ministry of X. It could be the Ministry of Energy and Mines if you have a uh, renewable energy project that you're interested in or if you want to sell um, uh, some food product you may be meeting with the Ministry of Agriculture. Uh, once you um, uh, get the green light, you would have to get a business visa uh, from the Cuban Embassy in Washington, D.C. in order to actually meet with any of the ministries within the Cuban government. And that includes the Cuban Chamber of Commerce. Um, uh, oftentimes what will happen is agencies, I'm sorry, U.S. companies may ask, the uh, Cuban Chamber of Commerce, I'm sorry, the Cuban Embassy in Washington, D.C. to facilitate a meeting with the Cuban Chamber of Commerce, who in turn will facilitate a meeting with the various 
agencies or ministries within uh, the Cuban government. Uh, as you can see, there are a lot of steps in the process, and this is why it's very important to uh, conduct uh, your research. Uh, I mentioned earlier that a business visa is required. This is something that's issued by the Cuban government. Uh, this is not something that is issued by the U.S. government. Uh, the business visa can uh, typically la last for about seven days to maybe 30 days, uh, and it is required in order to actually step foot into a um, uh, Cuban uh, ministry. Uh, in the United States, we would refer to them uh, similar to our Department of Energy or Department of Agriculture. Uh, in Cuba, they refer to as uh, ministries. It's important to note, as I referenced in a previous episode, that uh, the United States has an embargo against Cuba, which means that we cannot travel or trade with the Cuban government unless we fall under uh, a, the activity falls under a particular exception or if we obtain a particular or what's known as a specific license to conduct business in Cuba. Uh, of course, there's always an exception to the exception. So if you all may recall, uh, about two years ago, President Barack Obama uh, visited Cuba for the very first time in over 50 years, and he had a contingency with him. Uh, on that trip, he had a number of corporate executives, and one of those uh, individuals was the CEO of Marriott. Uh, well, sure enough, uh, probably uh, maybe about a year after that visit, Marriott uh, was able to announce that they structured a deal with the Cuban government to uh, establish a hotel in uh, Havana and uh, they probably went through a different process, uh, but again, they were the exception. The <clears throat> information I'm going over are the general uh, steps or basic steps that uh, most companies would have to uh, go through in order to do business in Cuba. So I talked about the fact that there's an embargo, uh, that there are ways to actually enter into the Cuban marketplace by either complying or uh, fitting under one of the exceptions to the embargo or obtaining a uh, specific license. Again, you can get a specific license if, you, uh, if you're looking to export uh, any U.S.-made products, then you have to get a specific license from the Department of Commerce, Bureau of Industry and Security, basically anything else you have to go through the Department of Treasury, uh, Office of Foreign Assets and Control, uh, in order to uh, get a specific license to uh, do business in Cuba. There are primarily three what they refer to in Cuba as modalities. There are three modalities that uh, are used to do business in Cuba. One is a joint venture. I think many American companies are aware of joint ventures. It's a scenario where you basically have two different companies that are uh, essentially partnering for a particular um, economic activity. So an example in Cuba where this has been very successful, uh, the Cuban government entered into a joint venture agreement with a company called Sherrod. Sherrod is a mining company out of Canada. And in that uh, deal, the uh, Canadian company does the mining. Obviously, the mining is taking place in Cuba and they share in the profits. Um, the Marriott deal was 
uh, fell under the second modality. The first is the joint venture. The second modality I'm referring to is the economic association agreement. Uh, an economic association agreement is what we commonly know in, in the United States as a management agreement. So Marriott did what uh, many hotels do. Uh, they don't actually own the property or the building. They essentially have a manage what we would know here as a management agreement. They're actually managing the hotel. They're using their brand to attract uh, customers who uh, prefer the Marriott uh, property brands and uh, use their operations, their database to attract clients to use that particular property. Uh, that is a management agreement in Cuba they refer to as an economic association agreement. Uh, again, Marriott doesn't own the property. Uh, they essentially have an agreement where they will facilitate the process uh, and then share in revenues. And then the third one is referred to as a total foreign capital company. This is where the uh, foreign company uh, invests all the money all the resources, uh, the Cuban government puts nothing into, into it themselves. And uh, there are very few examples of those, at least that I'm aware of, uh, but I suspect that those will pick up as uh, the Cuban government refines uh, their various uh, laws. Uh, I think it's important to note that in Cuba, uh, the average Cuban American, I'm sorry, the average Cuban gets paid about $25 to $30 a month. Uh, this is the equivalent of American dollars. Uh, the Cubans uh, receive uh, free health care, free education, um, and receive about $25 to $30 a month. Clearly, that's not going to be uh, sufficient for most people uh, to sustain themselves, so many Cubans figure out different ways to um, supplement their income, whether it's relying on family members from other countries uh, or doing side jobs to help uh, cover expenses. I'm bringing this up because uh, if you have a U.S.-based company and you're interested in doing business in Cuba, uh, for example, whether it's a joint venture agreement or an economic association, you do not pay uh, the Cubans directly. You would have to essentially uh, enter into an employment agency agreement with the Cuban government where you would pay the Cuban government a particular rate that would be maybe more comparable to the United States rates and then the Cuban government will pay the Cuban employees and those uh, uh, wages are probably going to be much closer to what the everyday uh, Cuban gets paid um, uh, in, in Cuba, which again is about $25 to $30 uh, a month. So uh, moving on, uh, we talked about uh, uh, the various ways that uh, you should go about uh, looking to get into the Cuban marketplace. What the Cuban government will also do is connect you with a local partner. Uh, that local partner will essentially be a facilitator for you. Uh, additionally, uh, you want to make sure that you reconcile the way you will go about making payments. Uh, oftentimes, uh, as relates to American companies, you're primarily dealing uh, in cash because uh, part of the embargo uh, restricts financing or, or basically banking uh, regulations 
are in place that prohibit the transactions uh, between the United States and Cuba, which makes it difficult for U.S.-based companies to uh, finance uh, projects in Cuba, and hence why often cash is the way that uh, things are conducted. Those are the over, that's the general picture of some of the things that need to be con uh, conducted in order to properly do business uh, in Cuba. Again, if you have questions, uh, you can reach out to us uh, at contact at the cubanconnection.com. Again, contact at the cubanconnection.com. We look forward to your questions uh, and your comments. Until next time, my name is Felix Chevalier with The Cuban Connection. Thank you for joining us. If you haven't already done so, please take a moment to subscribe and leave your comments to The Cuban Connection on whichever podcasting service you use.